Since 2015, the shoe care industry has grown by the billions with a projected market share of $5 billion in 2025. Culture moves dollars. And we have the owner of Kicking Culture, the brand, on the show to discuss this and much more. Enjoy. Kick it up, listen. Kid, well, where does the name come from? Um, you really digging. <laughs> so, I was named after someone that I didn't know was my father for a while. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm actually given a name that's not even mine now that I'm an adult and I realize. Um, but it kind of stuck with me, and throughout high school, it became my identity for me. So now people. Just know me as Kibbo. They don't even know me as, you know what I'm saying? I'm one of those people in my family, like, I don't have a name the same as nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, all my sisters have a name. It's just Kibbo. But um, I don't know. I'm starting to think it's like a deeper meaning within me that yeah. it is supposed to mean. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's just stuck. And now I don't want to let it go. I want to, like, make a legacy of my own through my last name, even. Mm. Why 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 a legacy? Why why does that mean so much to you? Um I think it's just stuff internally. You know, they say uh we live through or try to be better than our family generational curses or our traumas and I think it's just something my last name is just a statement that means hey, she's gonna go for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She's gonna stick with this. Yeah. Because it's a lot of stuff people might not know me as sticking with something specific for a long period of time or even knowing me by something. But that's something that has stuck with me and everybody knows it. Uh-huh. Like, And like I said, as well as a legacy, because, you know, I'm a black female, but I'm also in the LGBTQT plus, I think, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um I don't think I'm going to have any kids anytime soon. Um, but Kid Wells, it's, it's my legacy. Okay, okay. You you chose the shoe care industry, right? Yeah. Uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it chose you, uh, why do you say that? Um. So, sneakers was, has been a way for me to connect with others for a very long time. Um. Like I said, being younger, I didn't know my father early on. Um, So my uncle was a father figure to me. And he was, we're about 15, 16 years in an age gap. Uh So every time, you know, he was in that that teenage, every time I'm getting a Jordan, oh, I'm putting my niece in it. You know what I'm saying? So I was one of those little fresh little kids (laughs) on the block. Um, But it was just a way for us to bond and spend time together and, he would teach me how to clean them. Mm. And that was how we started this process. You know what I'm saying? No, he didn't say make the most of it. Like, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, but it's right. just something I took the niche to and I just kept, you know what I'm saying? I just kept it, kept adding on to it, putting more value into it to see what it could be for me. Because mm. I do feel like I'm so different. Um, my family comes come from a, like, a lot of like, correctional officers military or you go to college you work in the uh the nursing and um 
I work retail. <laughs> right, right. Like I work retail. I work with shoes, and that's just what I love to do. I never liked anything else, mm. and nothing else grabbed me other than like basketball. So this is your business, right? Do you have a job outside of this? Not anymore. Um, so you're a full entrepreneur. I'm a broke, unemployed, <laughs> full entrepreneur. <laughs> um, I like to tell people, like, I'm like, at this point, like, I'm broke, but I have a rich spirit. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like, right. it's now it's full time, but I wouldn't suggest anybody do this. Really? <laughs> I wouldn't suggest anybody quit your full time job and just go straight. Yes, if you're made for it. Yes, right. if you're built for it. People told me not to do that. I chose to go the other route. Um, it's just something about it now where it feels feels more meant. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now that I'm in the middle of it, you know how you do something and you know you're not supposed to do it, but it feels so good. Right, right. That's what it was like for me, like eliminating my job and going into kicking culture full time. Um but it it wasn't how it was supposed to be, honestly. Really? Mm-mm. And then by huh. me having so many jobs, like, you might have seen, anybody that know me might have met me in a different circumstance. Yeah. Some people met me in a job I ain't never even had sneakers on, so they didn't even know how much I love sneakers. Yeah. I used to work at Enterprise for, like, two, three years. I wore dress shoes every day. Mm. So the shoes that the shoe the shoes that you do clean mm-hmm. um or take care of are only sneakers you don't do hard you don't do hard bottoms or anything no, I, like that I do hard bottoms I think it's just more or less in the client what they bring you and then even if you um think that you're up for the challenge I feel like even before me a lot of people that live in Maryland Glen Burnie area they know me for being a shoe cleaner person but Shoe shine has been out since right. the sixties, fifties, forties. You know what I'm saying? Muhammad Ali, I think in his one of his biopics, they were shining shoes in a you know what I'm saying? So it's been around for generations. It's just what you choose to put into it. A lot of people were doing just hard bottom uh dress shoes, you know? Right. Catching the the ideal working man. You know what I'm saying? White collar man when he walking into his interview or he walk into his job and he wanna make sure he's fresh. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's where it started, but I pretty much do whatever somebody bring me as long as I feel like I can do it. Of course, there's different techniques and different ways of doing it. Um, different cleaners. You don't use the same cleaner on everything. Mm. Um, but it's not really a type. Like, I just cleaned some uh, high-top canvas polo Ralph Lauren Jones. Mm. Um they feel like like regular, you know what I'm saying, like Vans, like a canvas shoe. But yeah. they polo jumps from like 10 years ago. An OG, you know what I'm saying, that I know he brought me his shoes and that's what he likes to wear. I'm going to clean what you like to wear. Right. I ain't telling you, oh, you got to bring me sneakers. They got to be Jordans. No. So you don't give any recommendations or or you? As, like, as far as? As far as what, I guess... What you recommend you should clean or or how often people should see you or anything Um, like that? I honestly feel like everybody should clean their shoes. Everybody. (laughs) I I don't care who you are. 
every camera. You should clean your <laughs> shoes. Um, but and I'm not saying that just because of what I do. I'm saying it because it's a way of life. Right. You go outside, you get in your car. Right. You, you at least wash your car once a year. Right. A normal person. Right. I know OGs that wash their car every week. Facts. But you wash your car. You wash your dishes. Right. You clean your house. Right. You wash your clothes, you clean your socks. So you put your your brand new socks. <laughs> you got in the shower. <laughs> you got in the shower. You got dressed. Yeah. And you put your your fresh smelling body and shoes you ain't cleaned in six years. Mm. Why would you do that? Mm. Why don't they need that same type of love? Mm. And then what is that love giving you if you walking in dirty shoes every day? I'm trying to walk into my purpose or my future. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to walk into what's meant for me. And I'm trying to feel good, look good, and do better doing it. You right. know what I'm saying? So why would I want to walk into my future with what I had yesterday on my shoes? Right. Nah. Mm. I never thought about it like that. Most people don't. But think about it. How how many smiles do you see in Foot Locker when the new Jordans come out and people get to put it on their foot? Right. That's where it started. Yeah. Working in Foot Locker. That's that's where it started for me taking shoe cleaning to that next level. Cause I've realized how happy whether it was a young kid or an older person was when they got a brand new pair of shoes. Or when they at least had an old pair that they I made look brand new. Yeah, yeah. They get the smiling. Facts. I, facts. I just see people skipping. It take you back to that moment. Like, I mean, because people bought, like, my man, he bought Jordans just because he can remember what Jordan had on when he dropped 40. Or, you know, because Jordan used to come on NBC. Right. So, I think he had the black and white. I can't remember what it was, but he was saying that's why he even bought the shoes, just because, like, Jordan had these on. Yep. So I, I I understand that I can and the thing I didn't know was like the shoe care industry is it's big, big and it's bigger than just me guys <laughs> and, and it's growing right like it's it's projected rapidly. to grow to six point four billion by the year twenty twenty five. Yep. So I wanted to ask you what sets you apart from the rest, <laughs> and you know how are you going to carve out space not only against local businesses, but against corporate businesses as well? Um, Those are good questions. Uh, Well, first, what I feel like makes me different is from the world. Um, the first thing, of course, is we're, we're in this space. People in California, I don't think they're really caring about the person that's cleaning shoes in Maryland. Right, right. Same way as vice versa. So I think, you know, just setting myself apart is that I'm here and I'm doing it for this community. Right. You know, I'm here. I'm I'm giving the effort to my community. You know what I'm saying? Or at least as close as where I come from as possible versus... You ain't seen no other person come over here like clean y'all shoes. Please. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right. I'm saying it like that, but right. it's I'm I'm trying to set myself apart even in the smaller ways, like going going to local activities, community events, um, tunnel vision. They have a a basketball tournament every year. I feel like it's been going on for like the past like four or five years. Yeah. Um but I've been going for like the past two and I just set up my little tent like everybody else. I go out there, 
$5 on foot. That's what set me apart. I want to clean y'all shoes on y'all feet. Right. I don't want a house full of shoes that I got to come <laughs> home to. I got a thousand pairs of shoes for real. So keeping track of everybody else's shoes is already a yeah. lot. But yeah. as well as this, a lot of people that might not feel like they can afford my services or have the time or even care enough, you know what I'm saying, to do my entire process versus I'm outside and I see a family at the court. Hey, queen, can I clean your son's shoes? What is that going to hurt her? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not going to hurt her anything. They're going to look better than they looked before he left out the house this morning. And that's one thing, less thing she got to worry about for her and her two, three kids. Or right. maybe her just her single, you know what I'm saying? Just being a single mother to one child. You know, working, when I was working in the school, that's why I said I don't have a job anymore. I was working for um, Anne Arundel County Public Schools. And... That was, in my head, what I was making a difference. You know what I'm saying? I'm going back to my old high school. I'm working in that old high school. I'm being there for these kids. Mm. I don't think it was reaching how I wanted to reach them. Right, right, right. But, I mean, it is kicks and culture. So If that's what you think it is. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I, and I feel like I made the name the way it's it's a thousand re meanings of kicking culture what well a question i have is what is culture what is our culture to you our culture i feel like it's the hour <laughs> <laughs> um culture is what inspires you to elevate and give back to your community mm. for me culture is what sets you apart Makes you a little bit different characteristics of the next person that might be growing up right across the street from you. I know you probably grew up in a neighborhood where you knew all your neighbors. Your peoples knew all their neighbors. You know what I'm saying? But something made you different than your best friend Jonathan up the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even though we came from the same circumstances, we both got single moms or we both got, yeah. you know, yeah. this the two-parent household. Our moms both got good jobs. They both My mom had a decent job, but she still was struggling. Yeah. But she made too much for free and reduced lunch. Right. No, I, 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 I understand. We, yeah, we all went through communities. that. Yeah. Like we all right. live in the same community, right. but everybody don't get those same opportunities. With kicking culture, I just want to be able to give some right. of the world the same, the same treatment. Right, because the because I notice is like yes, you have the shoe care portion of the business, mm-hmm. but you also have the fashion part of the business mm-hmm. too. And hype beast culture is is not just shoes, right? It's, not. it's 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 a whole combination of it. I wanted to ask you a perspective about Kanye. Like, do you think Kanye took it to another level? And do you think Yeezys are the best sneaker pop uh the most popular sneaker ever made? I tell people every day, um I'm not a hype beast. Mm. I don't even own a Yeezy. I don't. I'm a sneakerhead. I probably own about 15 pair of New Balance, but I've never bought a Yeezy. Mm. Because, like you said, that's a hype beast. Now, it's seen as a hype beast type of shoe. You can't walk into a Foot Locker and find a Yeezy sitting on a shelf. Not in Maryland. Right. Not in Maryland. 
Not anywhere, really. Not anywhere for yeah. real, unless you're spending five hundred dollars. And like I said, the communities where I come from, we ain't supposed to really be going to spend that five hundred. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. We ain't supposed to be spending that five hundred. So even if we do, it's, you might have it. Do you feel hype beast messed up the culture though? Like you said, you're a sneakerhead, right? Like I do feel like it messed up the culture, but I feel like it also gives. Uh, a new flavor to the culture because I feel like Hypebeast gives individuality. And I say that because working for Foot Locker for so many years, I've watched people walk in and dress like the mannequin with that shoe. Not saying it's a problem, not saying right. it's an issue to wear a Jordan shirt with the Jordan pair of sweatpants <laughs> and Jordan. We wear we the whole little <laughs> It's okay. I've done it. I I own Nike shirts, Jordan shirts, and stuff like that. But being a hype beast and being able to wear Bape, Supreme, Louis Vuitton, Gallery Department, all these brands at once with that sneaker, right? It made them. A little bit more creative, right? Right, and it, and I'm it sure individuality. I'm sure it reached a bigger audience too, right? Yeah, like and, it, it brought people in, and it, it brought helps, money in. And as the, much as we hate it, all this influences culture, it influences music, and it also influences entrepreneurs. Because if hype beast wasn't at an all time high, do you think a lot of people would be making these patterns and stuff like that out of hype beast material? You gotta think Dapper Dan's been around, right? Right. Been around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Even though he was bringing it to a different standard, he had a little bit more elegance about himself. But it, it's the same thing. You just taking somebody else's dream and flipping, throwing your stuff in it, throwing somebody else's stuff in it and moving with it. Do you feel that, because, uh, I mean, things are a lot more expensive nowadays, right? Yeah. And whether anybody wants to say it or not, the economy seems recessive. I won't say we're in a recession, but, you know, inflation is crazy. Crazy. And the prices haven't come back down. They just stayed, right? So do you feel that uh, sneaker culture, hypebeast culture, kicks, all of that has has taken a hit somewhat? I feel like we've been taking a hit. I feel like we've been taking a hit since we stopped camping out for Jordans. I remember years ago I used to camp out at – Glen Bernie Mall, Molly Station Mall for my Jordans. You know what I'm saying? I was in high school. I wasn't even supposed to be out at that time morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we took a hit when we had to go to tickets. Then we took that hit with the pandemic. You know right. what I'm saying? So we going to keep taking hits. But it's also about your niche. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because not every person that comes out for sneakers on Saturday buy Starbucks every morning. You know what right, I'm saying? It's right. a different type of people. It's different, it's different priorities for everybody. Some people, getting that Jordan every Saturday since 1984 is a necessity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. Then we also got to think where we came from, even with like school, kids, bullying. When I was going to school, you better not have nothing else weird on your feet, bro. It is coming for you, bro. So that's that's something I wanted to talk about. Like, what's the first thing you see when you see somebody? <laughs> Their feet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not going to say that. Um, no, but seriously, right? Most of the time, people look at a person. Even if you see their face, you see you 
go immediately I to skin, their shoes. I skin. And a lot of times also I feel like I make people feel uncomfortable because I stare at people's feet. But sometimes it's not like that. Like, it's not like that. Sometimes I admire somebody's shoes so much I want to clean them. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they might not even be dirty. <laughs> they just might be some Jordans I ain't seen in a minute. Okay. Or some okay. shoes that I know my homies and stuff ain't going to wear out here. I like individuality. Okay. I like somebody to put it on and... And they don't care what the next person right. think because they like that shoe. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we go to Atlanta. If I, I went to Atlanta, I had on some New Balance. They was laughing at me. They was laughing at me. I walked in New, I walked in Foot Locker like, yeah, y'all got 990s. They <laughs> laughing at me. And it's two years ago. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right, right. It's, it's where you come from. You know what I'm saying? But I like to just see somebody put it on, the colors, the expression, the fit. I don't care if you got a little peach in that eyelid. Little peach right there. I want to see that peach in that hat, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to yeah. see the whole peach hat with just yeah. that little... Man, where that peach come from? You ain't looking hard enough. <laughs> you got to get that detail. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't dress, so... I I, I don't either. <laughs> you see, I wear white, I black mean, t-shirts. I mean, you, you fresher than me, so... Listen, that's from experience, because I used to go to school and get teased because I wasn't fresh enough. Mm. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or... But, just, but does the does the clothes and it what I wanted to ask you, does the shoes really make the person? Or do you think that could lead you to a misinterpretation the, of who I they think truly the person are? makes the shoes. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that person makes the shoes because you can put five people and line them up. Everybody got that one pair of shoe, but everybody gonna rock it different. That walk gonna be different. That swag they put on with it gonna be different. The the even the confidence once they put that shoe on. Have you seen somebody walk out of store like 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 Payless back in the day? You seen somebody walk out Payless? Yeah. That walk. Yeah. She, she might. She might. <laughs> she might think that walk, bro. She might think she that, bro. She know she that. She knows she and that. Them and them 99 pumps. <laughs> and them little flip flops. She knows she that, bro. Yeah. And you ain't gonna tell her that them 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 flip flops ain't come from nah, Nine West. Nah. You, but some but that's the thing. Also, the person because mm. I ain't never had no individual stop me and and be like, which like try to g check me on my shoes, like what they real, right? Right. Because they, I'm an authentic real person that right. care about shoes. Why would I put something phony on my feet? Right. You know what I'm saying? What is, what is that? What is the big deal with that though? Like you is, mean, is fake there, sneakers? Yeah, fake sneakers, fake fake bags, fake all of this. Like, why is the why does the authenticity matter if you're not purchasing it? Now, if you're buying it, I understand that. Yeah, but just the fact that oh, well, those fake. Why does that matter in the culture, or why does that matter to you? Does that it matter don't to it you? don't even matter to me? Because like I said, I'm a, I'm a I don't know where her shoes came from. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't going to argue with her. You know what I'm saying? I, ain't gonna, I, I like your shoes, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm going to walk. Cause I like your shoes, baby. But, um, you know, the, av- the average person, I, I feel like us as people, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, we have a tough time with worrying about us as people. Okay. Like worrying about yourself. Like, everybody wants to make someone else feel bad, wants to make someone else feel belittled, right. to make their self feel good, instead of finding the things that just genuinely make you feel good so that you love yourself more, to not even care what that man wear on his feet. Right. 
or that woman wear on their feet. I don't care what you put on your feet. And I don't want people to think when they walk up to me that I, I had people. I want you, the person out there with the jump man, 23s, I clean those. I clean those. <laughs> I clean I clean the hell out of right, those. Right, right, right. I clean them jump mans or them spizikes right. or something like that. Better than I clean some retro sixes mm. because it's the confidence in that person. He paying for a service just like you paying for your service. So why would I treat his shoes any different than you? They are, And if people really knew about shoes and read into the stories of Jordan and all that, that's not a fake shoe, bro. It's just a combination of all the retros and he put it together in one shoe. So he probably took the fives, the knit in front of fives, the backs from the threes, the patent leather from the 11s, and the 12 silhouette in the front and made it one shoe. And that's what gets your Jumpman 23 or or your um or your flights and all that. That's what Jordan did with those shoes. It's not that they're fake Jordans or nothing. It's just it's not a retro. It's not an OG colorway. It's not that first era, mm. which is what people see as fake Jordans and real Jordans. You know what I'm saying? When in reality, a person just want to know if it's a number attached to it. I've never known that. Yeah. When Jordan made these Jordans, it was 1 through 14 at first. And then he started from, then he went to 15 up till 20-something. I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't know how far he went up to because I wear a kid 7 and they don't make 22s in my size. But... Certain Jordans is just the top of the one, the side of the three, the 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 air vents of the of the of the fives, and he just put it in one shoe and make it. Yes, it's not a attached number to it, which is why you think it's a fake Jordan, or you won't buy that first. But I feel like the people that design those put their same heart and soul into the way they design all the other shoes. You have a unique ability to. Uh... <laughs> So captivate on <laughs> captive. Well, at least capture my attention on just how great some whack ass shoes are. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't want anybody to look at them as whack shoes, bro. Right, because right. I feel like that's where in our community where we have a um, we have ain't nobody them Jordans that you like that's retro and them Jordans that he bought they come in the same box, sir. Mm. They come in the same box. As far as a kid's store, like I said, I don't even get the fantastic boxes with my Jordans. They come in a black box. You know what I'm saying? My Jordans don't, don't come. Case? I don't get the briefcases <laughs> and stuff. I wear too small of a size. But they all come in the same box. Mm-hmm. Just like people, we all come from homes. You can't treat something different because it looks different or... Mm-hmm. You can't... That's judgmental. You know what I'm saying? So you know so much about... The shoe industry, you know, so you know the history of shoes, which yeah. I think is absolutely amazing. So I think you did answer my question, and that is what sets you apart. I saw, and I see this guy on live on TikTok. That's research. I see this guy on live on TikTok all the time who's um, cleaning shoes, right? And that's all he's doing. He's just cleaning shoes I all the time. I think you're talking about, yo, from Atlanta. I don't know his name. But Ball-headed like, yeah, guy? Yeah, he got glasses. Yeah. yeah, I love his videos. I watch him. How uh I've never seen you do anything like that. Like what's what's coming in that area for you? Have you have you explored things or um do you just like to, you know, do your thing in peace? I'm at this point in time, I'm starting to try to get out there more with that. Because what I feel like now is um 
we come from this era where you don't want to tell your secrets. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You don't right. want to tell what you're doing a and stuff like that. A lot of gatekeeping. Um, so I'm trying to get more with that, like more open with that. And I know even like with my career as cleaning sneakers or, um, you know, my profession, I feel like if I was a little bit more open with that, that I would get further um, or I would be further than I am now. But honestly, I've tried it. It's just the support. That's really what makes or breaks. Um, and I don't think people realize this, but that really what makes or breaks the content and the amount of um, extra little stuff you could see from a person. Yeah, I can go on live and clean shoes, but to me, ain't nobody looking at that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they do look at it, but... That man can only go live because he got about 10,000 subscribers on TikTok, which gives him the ability to go live. True. But I mean, all right. So I have two TikTok pages. Okay. And one of them has 35,000 subscribers, right? Definitely. Or followers, whatever it is. The the thing about uh, building an audience and what I think is exceptional about you is the fact that like you said, you've done your research, but I think you just have a, I don't, we all do a lot of research, Yeah, yeah. but when you have a passion for what you're looking for, you can sit and study that. Like I have a passion for personal development, so I can watch 10 hours of YouTube videos on personal development. I can read any book on mindset and psychology and why you do this and that. The thing about it is how do you relay that message to the audience? To the audience. You see what I'm saying? And and you're someone who has just told me something about Jumpman, sold me on it, and that's essentially what you're doing when you're talk when I watch that guy, because I'm like, what are you doing cleaning shoes? Why are people in here? Right. You'd be like, why are people that's because <laughs> he's he's he got a you know, he got a uh with an apron, he got an apron on. And that's what I'm saying. I know he will lot. Shout out to Slim. I don't I, know who he I is. But... Say, we don't know his name, but shout out to you. Um We're gonna put the pickup. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put something on here. So what I what I haven't done yet is I'm I'm getting out of the this is what I do for therapy in my little box mm-hmm. and what I do for the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like a lot of people make music and they start making music for them. Right. I clean shoes for me. I like seeing the bubbles. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yes, I want to put a smile on your face, but I have been cleaning shoes since like 2012. Nobody knew. So in you, high school, all that, I was cleaning my own shoes. I wasn't cleaning for the world, but I was cleaning my own shoes since then. So you have 11 years of experience. Yeah, and like certain stuff I know from like um it's a well I don't it's a um it was a sneaker essentials course I took back in like 2017 2018 um it was called a uh, FIT in New York the Fashion Institute mm-hmm. they did a online course about sneaker essentials so you learn about history of the shoe you learned about um the compartments of the shoe, how to put one together from scratch, how they sew them together, the machinery that you use. It's like a job. I treat shoes like a job. So the average person would think like, I'm just trying to walk up to them and clean their shoe. Like I'm in a mall or something. Well, for me, I treat it as a business. Cause it's way more than me just getting $20 to wipe your shoe down, bro. Right. 
And that's where I'm trying to get at now. Not saying I want to overcharge the world for my gift, but some of the stuff I be doing the shoes for $20 is not $20 worth of work. That labor, if you would have took that car to that shop, that mechanic would have laughed at you because you brought it to him the day of. Well, I mean, we had Breezy on and he said, if you're great at something, why not get why? paid for it? And so, look, and since I watched his interview, that that mindset has changed for me because I ain't about to keep doing stuff for free and suffering and and just being stressed out because I feel like my gift isn't making it to where I could survive. Because when I had another job and I was doing this gift, right? everybody in the world wanted me to do this gift 24-7 to the point where I couldn't even focus on my job. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then I switched lanes and it's like, see me, see me. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. But um I feel like that's just with with people realizing your worth as well. I can't beat into somebody's head that I'm worth it. Well, you can. By performing yeah. consistently. And, and doing it in the open. Well, you're on I mean, talk about some of those struggles as a woman. Black woman entrepreneur. Trying to clean male shoes. And trying to let... (laughs) And (laughs) And trying to tell him, pay me what I'm worth. (laughs) Right, in a male-dominant industry. In a male-dominant industry. Like, what have you you encountered? Um, What are some of the fallacies in people's minds about what's going on for shoe care? And what, like, you stated so many things that set you apart from people, but what have you ran into and... What have you had to overcome? Um, running into just, I think in just businesses as well, it's just financial stability. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Believing in yourself and knowing that it's going to work for you. Um, and then putting the same amount of effort that you're putting in, same way financially, same way um, hours, marketing, promo. I think that's what, more or less right now is my struggles is getting everything all together. Because a lot of times when people run businesses um, or start something, not it's always a team, but it's a little team behind them. Or you got that little support group or those little bit of homies that want you to come up because they want to go too. Right. Y'all see me go everywhere by myself. I pick up y'all shoes. I drop off y'all shoes by myself. I don't have no assistant booking no appointments. I don't have none of that. So I do everything on me, you know what I'm saying? Everything is me. Right. And um I think now it's just trying to branch out and be more of a team player or giving team effort or finding a team because throughout my journey I've been given a lot of opportunities to be a part of some teams or um be a part of a store that's already up and running that does shoe cleaning or you know and just be even Female and males, you know what I'm saying, wanting to work with me. But um, throughout my time, I realized, like, God really put that in me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It could have been anybody cleaning shoes. Oh, yeah, it could have been anybody with these dreams. And he put that in me. Right, right, You know what right. I'm saying? I got to take it seriously. And sometimes... You also got to know in business, not everybody is coming from a genuine place. So I can't share my dream with everybody. I can't share my gifts with everybody. And I can't do it for free for everybody. So that's kind of my gift and my curse at the same time. Because I feel like it's a lot of opportunities I missed out on. And I could have been further out if I was just a little bit more 
a people person or just a more team player and not solo. Talk about networking because. Uh, oh, I love the network. So it's just once I like once you say. Hey, I got this place. And this is just vague, like a million times I heard it. Hey, I got this place. I really think you would be a good asset to my spot. You know what I'm saying? Because you bring a different type of care to shoe cleaning. Right. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I don't even believe my gift is in the soap or the technique. It's just my hands. It's how I love shoes. Right. It's the love made with love care that I give your shoes. Right. Because you, you can put five people in a room and... They're all going to clean shoes. You right. know what I'm saying? Not even saying that they're all not going to be clean. It's just mine's might be a certain clean because of how I care for them. And I feel like it, sometimes it works a miracle more than I'm willing to, you know what I'm saying, speak up about like, dang, bro, I ain't think he was going to come out like this. You know what I'm saying? But it's just within me. So sometimes I get in these rooms where people want to help me because they see I'm a female. Um, black <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm young and i'm an entrepreneur and they see me by myself a lot and they see i could use some help but at the same time for me i don't see the give and take you know what i'm saying like a lot of times the opportunities isn't kicking culture i want y'all i want you to have a spot here some people do approach me like that but sometimes it's kid well i want you to work for me and not for kicking culture. You know what I'm saying? Even though I do kicking culture, you want me to work for you. You want me to work for your business and say I'm an employee of your cleaning company. I can't do that. I clean shoes for $5 on a block every time you see me. Because it's... Why can't you take an opportunity that'll put you in places and maybe put you in front of clientele and you watch how someone else facilitates their business and operates their business and then... You take some of those teachings back to yours and do it part-time there. I feel I can. I feel like I've given that opportunity to a thousand other jobs, so why can't you do it with sneakers? Because I feel like also, you know, I'm known for cleaning sneakers, but I guarantee you before I spoke with you, you probably never seen me before. No. You know what I'm saying? So, and and. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we're too too far you right. know, apart yeah, right. as people um in neighborhoods and stuff. So it's like I'm still trying to reach the people that I got back home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't live um in Glen Burnie anymore. Um, but like I told everybody, especially when I'm in Baltimore traveling around, like I got a community back home I'm trying to save too. Like, even though I'm out here playing nice, I'm on the corners and the blocks, and I'm trying to clean shoes for everybody. I still want to show everybody love, but same way y'all putting on for y'all city, I I got a whole area. Right. I'm you know what I'm saying I'm not from Annapolis per se, but mm-hmm. my grandparents, my mother is. You know what I'm saying my grandmother got 22 brothers and sisters. Wow. I got family in Annapolis. I can't even date out there. I might be dating your cousin. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I've heard that so many I'm times. I'm telling you, about 22 Annapolis. brothers and yeah, sisters of just my grandmother. That's not their kids. That's not their kids, which is in my age group. Their kids. Right. That's just them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I can't be playing and lollygagging everywhere else because right. you know it's some kids 
in Glen Burnie High School that might want to be a sneaker cleaner or might never seen it before. Or, you know what I'm saying? And you got to be able to help. I used to have this. Uh, I used to have this discussion with um, one of my old business partners where he was like, we got to get connected to the people here. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I don't care. Well, they don't right. care. Well, yeah. I was just saying I don't care about them. They don't care about me. They like, don't nobody, care about me because you I know feel the same way. We was I was we was doing another podcast and like the support just wasn't the same, yeah. right? So now that I like you said, we close. I interview you. Yeah, I interview Breeze, right? <laughs> we but it's it's people that I've never met before who are more in tune with what we're trying to start what we're growing here and what's going on. And <clears throat> I feel like we're from a forgotten place. Like, and I, and I, not to say it like that, but you know, I feel like when people hear the, the, the word Maryland, they immediately think of Baltimore or DC. Yeah. You know but, what I'm saying? They skip over Glen Burnie and Annapolis, Severin, all these areas. Right. But for instance, slutty vegan. Yeah. She, she's from Baltimore. Yeah. Right. But where, did she start she gone <laughs> so but the, uh i can't think of exactly what it was i was reading something on it the other day but she's done stuff for, for the, the city. city you don't have to be in the city to do stuff for your city so, so i when, when you talk about going and helping dealing with other people or outside of the people that you're trying to save or support i feel like it's the influence i feel like i think you just have to be more from me to you, I I would be more open to just different people because you never know who's really Damn. about what they yeah. saying. You know Damn. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there are so many people that you know who think they know you, yeah. and, and that person I, that they know you ever, isn't. You ever seen that meme? Not to cut you off, but you ever seen that um that meme or that little uh Instagram post now where it's like uh dude I forgot his podcast um. Big facts. Yeah. And yo was like, you knew me five years ago in high school. You do not know me now. I'm not the same person I was when I went to Old Mill High School. Right, but you can't change your first impression. No, I definitely can't. But also, I want just people to understand that the person I am now, I, I, I'm i trying to give a different first impression. I'm trying to give a... um. Not even a different first impression. I just I want to reintroduce my reintroduce myself because right. I feel like I'm different. I feel like the person that I was coming out of high school or public education, none of the stuff that I got from sneaker cleaning or what I feel like I'm moving in my purpose is is what I got from school. So if you're moving in your purpose and you're doing something that you're passionate and you love. Who cares if one or two people or three people show up to your lives? I mean, I don't, but I know they bored. <laughs> I mean, I just think that like you do have a a as well as I've I've I had to find like I just probably hit my year um probably I'm probably about a year and two months into my year of being unemployed um but. I feel like I've just gotten into the system. Like even as a social media influencer or or um, entertainer, who, however you want to describe yourself. Um, How do you I describe yourself? I feel like I'm a creative artist for the culture. 
and I and I say that because I don't just do one thing. It yeah, it started with sneakers. Um, but like I've been around people and they be like, Yeah, you say you're so good at sneakers, I've never seen you clean one. You know what I'm saying? And I like, dang. And that's why I also started taking my talents outside because it's like you probably ain't seen me clean one from on this camera, but how involved are you into the community? Because right. I be at these, you know what I'm saying, at these events sometimes, $5 white balls, $5 white balls, $5 white balls on the shoes. And people looking at me crazy like, you doing that for $5? But then if I take it to Baltimore, it's a line up the street to get $5 shoe cleaning. Right. As well as I feel like just the, the counties, the areas, the rules, everything. I've never seen a vendor just sitting on the side of Crane Highway cleaning shoes or selling dinners and not got harassed by the police mm. or made the move or go get a new spot or you can't come back here until you got permits. But in Baltimore, people do that every day. So how do you acquire clients outside of like cold sales, right? Um, um, you were at SneakerCon, right? I went to SneakerCon uh, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And how was that? It was cool. okay Okay. um i say that because um you know i went to my first time at sneaker con was uh 2019 uh like a couple months before pandemic shut the world down and it was just like a kid in a caddy store but you know it's like your first you know your first impression right um and now that i'm in the industry and i'm going for different reasons i'm not going as a shopper or a customer i'm going as networking i'm going as a personality to meet others and For me, because SneakerCon in uh, D.C. and Las Vegas was the same time this year, two different places, I felt like D.C. didn't get uh, the full experience right. of SneakerCon. Because okay. um, you can't always be at two places at once, especially for certain vendors. Uh, but I, it was a definitely a good turnout. I still met some amazing entrepreneurs. Um, shout out to my guy, Cool Green. He was... um. He had a table, a vending table out there. Okay. Um, he's in the fashion industry. Um, Baltimore made. Uh, and I met a couple other people as well as oh, I can announce it on here. So special. Um, <laughs> but um, so as you guys know, I've been cleaning shoes for a while now, and for the most part, I've only been using Rejuvenator. Okay. And now I'm partners with Rejuvenator. So definitely tap in Rejuvenator.com, code Kicking Culture. Get your checkout, little discount, whatever. We you know gonna, what I'm saying? We're going to clip that up. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I went and I met um amazing people and got to experience. And so that how, was the only so, goal I had. Nah, you can't just year. give me the sauce and not tell me how that <laughs> happened. Like, what happened? How? Um,. God, you know, I feel okay. like sometimes okay. I feel like I'm in a real bad spot personally. Like, you know, yes, I'm still a person with the business. Yes, you guys still expect me to show up every day and clean your shoes or post. But sometimes I have bad days, you know right. what I'm saying? And sometimes the bad days last, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So entrepreneurship ain't, it, is, is not is easy. Not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who lied. <laughs> they sold me too. I'm telling you, they got me. You like, should do that. You oh, should yeah, do, yeah. yeah. Especially okay. when you're the first person in your family to do it. Yeah. I have no entrepreneurs in my immediate family. 
none of my grandma kids is entrepreneurs. So it's like seeing the thing for the first time and it really sets a test on the people around you and just the faith they have in you and the faith you have in yourself and the support you have because you would think your family going to be them first supporters, bro. They not, not always. How was that? Did, did anybody tell you to stop or give it up oh, or what? What? Are you serious? I'm, hey, I got to ask. I mean, I was working for a, a, a state job. Right. With benefits. Right. Making a difference for the world. You know what I'm saying? A guaranteed job. You you off on the summertime, weekends, holidays. You quitting this for what? So you can work seven days a week, 24-7. You <laughs> quitting much. this because you think you can do this? <laughs> <laughs> but it can't but it can't it can't be you think you can do this full time it, it's not done until you prove that it can be it can't be done until you prove that it can be done my biggest thing was i feel like um you know and i i love everything that i've done throughout my time because it's made me who i was i, I am um i don't think that kicking culture would be kicking culture if my last name wasn't kidwell you know what i'm saying mm-hmm Kicking culture is my initials. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. First, middle, and last name. Yeah. That's what K and K is. That's what kicking culture is. That's fly. Crazy as hell. Some people say kicks in culture. Some people say, oh, you kick in culture. We kicking culture right now. We just talking. Yeah. Influencing, inspiring others. Yeah. It's many ways that you can look at that. So I don't think I would be who I am today without the experiences, the jobs, all the different roles I done played, you know, things that roles people done played in my life to show me the value of having a support system that's not biologically related to you. You know what I'm saying? Like meaning a lot of people won't support you though, who know you and, and we talked about it, but seriously, I mean, they know you like my mom knows James Edwards. She doesn't know uplifting she doesn't know that person and sometimes you others around you don't realize that that's two different people right and that but they can't separate the two so sometimes we can't separate the two i mean it's a part of us right like it's it it is who we are fully to ourselves but a lot of times the people you meet outside of that will meet you as kicking culture yeah, kid will. and they like, don't, and they don't know me as Kid Will or right. that I'm from where I'm from, and it's crazy because then sometimes I meet like, I meet like people that know me as Kayla, and like they don't take kicking culture serious. Like, they think I'm still gonna be doing the same things I was doing at fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah. I'll be at the same parties, the same places, doing the same things. Because they do the same things. Change wow. change is hard, right? Like what you're doing, yeah. what you're doing is something that is different from everybody in your family. You yeah. said so to be the first to do anything, right? Different. Like the the guy who created the first car or whatever, right? Like to be the first, everybody looking at you like nah, that when, ain't gonna work. Yeah, That's weird. I feel like some stuff people will be like, no, nah, they be. I think some stuff, you know, people will realistically like. You know what I'm saying, like. Like my hair, my my sister, she's a hairstylist. You okay. know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to my sis. Um, but she's a hairstylist. Both of my sisters are hairstylists. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think. But they've seen that before. Right. So I don't think the dream of 
my siblings being a hairstylist is going to frighten my mom like it would be if I said I want to clean dirty shoes for the rest of my life. Do they own their own hair salons? One of my um, sisters, uh, she's in Salon Plaza, um, Glen Burnie, right across from the NBA. Um, She has a salon in there, uh, the crown adjuster, charismatic style. But does she own it? She doesn't own it. Right. But as well as we're all breaking I, generational curses right. in different ways. Like, we we share the same father. So that's why I said I have Kidwell and she has right. my dad's name. Right. Um, but even from our mother's standpoints and how our lives are different by just having two different moms, everybody in my family, we're breaking this bloodline, especially the bloodline of my siblings in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. Like all my siblings, even down to my twelve, my eleven year old sister, she turns twelve this this week. We're gonna dr- break every generational curse that's been put in our way, mm. and it's even from different standpoints, from the beauty industry, from the cleaning shoes industry. And you'll be crazy if you think you ain't gonna see a hair salon and a shoe care in the same place. But why mm. wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have right. a barber shop? Any of these barbershops in Glen Burnie, I've gotten my hair cut at half of them. Why wouldn't you think to put a shoe cleaner in your shop? Right. Or why wouldn't you go and suggest that? I have. And what happened? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, you got to have a game plan, and it's something that nobody has ever seen before as well. As well as, ain't like I said, I ain't seen no other person from Glen Burnie that cleans shoes for passion the way I do, as right. a career. Right. So it's it's hard to tell somebody, hey, I want to pay boo friend of your shop. Right. I want to clean shoes ahead. But realistically, if you think about it, plug now all the barbers are going to be like, hey, we got to get kicking culture. <laughs> <laughs> but like, ideally, why wouldn't you have a, a hair, especially the barbers that own a salon that have five or six chairs, even twice a week, even on your hype days, your Fridays and your Saturdays. Why not? have a cheer that caters to sneakers. Especially when half of all the dudes that's getting haircuts, they leaving out to be on a mission. Mm-hmm. They getting their head yeah. done late Saturday, um, sun- well, I'm sorry, Friday evening for the Friday let out, or they going early Saturday morning for whatever they doing for the weekend. It don't matter when you get a haircut. And it's though. every week, and some people do it 10 times a week, and then some people pay more for haircuts than I'm charging for shoe cleaning. You know what I'm saying? And deny but how, it. But, but how many people have you aggressively ad, ad suggested this to? Like, look, I, I'm going to come here. I'm going to bring my own clientele. But I can just offer this as an additional. I'm going to set up right here. And what would be the cost for that? I have um, in my area, not many. Probably like three, mm-hmm. four in Glen Burnie. Um, But at the same time. I think it has to align for everyone. And I think also um, it wasn't aligning for everyone. And everyone also, like, you can't catch an attitude or get get upset because someone is not going to go with your idea. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I saw, I can't be mad at somebody telling me no. I told four or five people no before. Right. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I also have to be okay with knowing that everybody has their own journey. And it's where you fit in it if you fit in it. And if you don't fit in it, you don't fit in it. You know what I'm saying? But 
as well as how many people are overstepping the boundary to be like, hey, no, I want to fit in your dream. I want you to fit in this dream. You know what I'm saying? It's not a lot. So let me know about this partnership that you talked about as far as your who rejuvenator yeah. so um rejuvenator is a shoe care company um their headquarters is out of arizona they've been making shoe care for about at least eight nine years um and for me it's the most non-chemical toxic shoe cleaner that you could put on your shoes um meaning like it's from based off of essential oils, uh-huh. jojoba, coconuts, um, just essential oils, water, and then I take the cleaner and I mix it up and make my own little sauce. So a lot of times you see me carrying around this little spray bottle. You're like, what's in a spray bottle? That's how I feel like when people ask Wayne what was in his cup. Yeah. That's how I feel about my <laughs> spray bottle. Like, don't ask me. <laughs> but, um, you know, what Kicking Culture brings with Rejuvenator is basically taking – my rejuvenator products that everybody will use and just put my own little spin on it as well. So incorporate my deodorizers, my scents, different things to make your feet smell good mm. and make sure that it works. Is you know there, so there's just more to come and to stay tuned. No, I mean with, with them, like I said, it's just more or less me getting my products. Like I work there. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Getting, nice. getting a nice little discount. Um, and being able to buy as well as being able to give those that think that they clean shoes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know how many people I walk up to like, hey, bro, uh, let me check. I pull out the business card and everything. Yo, check me out. I clean shoes. Yeah. I clean my own shoes, homie. (laughs) And then we both aggressively look down. Nah. 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 Not like me, though. I I (laughs) got to get with you because... And then they still throw my jokes on this. I got a room full of shoes, actually, that... Right. And that's also what I want to start looking at what it looks like. Um, and I'm actually like looking for like a, a very good business consultant that can think they have the creativity to bring my business uh-huh. to a different light because I feel like what does a house call or booking a sneaker cleaning on a website look like? You know what I'm saying? Is it an app for sneaker cleaning? Like it is for haircuts. You know what I'm saying? What does it look like doing house calls? How much you'll recharge an hourly? Stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? To get a little deeper, but also to get to a stage where how Nike or, you know what I'm saying? Nike was like, we're charging this and that's it. We're not going up or down on our prices. And people will be surprised, but the prices, I just changed my deposit from $15 to, well, my retainer from $15 to $20, um, like last month. And it's been $15 for the past three years. So with all the inflation, all the gas right. and everything, I've right. still been driving, picking up and dropping off y'all shoes for that $15 added on to the service. Not. I think you were undervalued I, I, my baby moms tell me i should be charging them extra every time yeah, she can. if you well think about a house call for a haircut i'm telling you 500 i watched a dude do a haircut in a barbershop the other day and he said he charged 500 for this haircut now granted it was a crazy transformation and i know them clippers and stuff cost a lot of money and I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. The same amount of flicking they do is the same scrubbing I do. They was doing the same. <laughs> I, they was doing the same thing back in the day, though, I'm for less, you. right? So, uh, I mean, I, I pay a hundred a haircut. So, but it, I feel like it's the value. How long do your haircuts last? 
No, they, they like, right. I mean, I bet, and they make it look like I got and, hair because uh, I'm losing it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's worth it. I'm losing it, man. This 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 is getting thin up there. <laughs> look, but, and I was and I was in the store the other day, right? Because I was getting a hat made. And I wanted to bring you, so I was like, I wonder what size hat he wears. But I know, but I know how it fitted and stuff. Where I was like, I would just I would just get his size and, and come back with a with an IOU because I don't even want to get the wrong size hat. But I was trying to find something that I knew was just speed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I want I want that hat though. This that's is a I, sample, that's, baby. That's where I'm going with that because I this saw this shirt. Sample. So tell me more about Don't Go Broke, She Won't Stay, you know? Oh, Don't Go Broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, One of those crazy thoughts in my head, like kicking culture, like nah, all the other uh, things. What I need the story behind it, first of I all. I went broke. I'm, we putting that shirt, we going to put that shirt up, too. Oh, yeah, we going to put the, the hoodie on the shirt up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh, my God. And I'm a crier, guys, so sorry. Um. Yeah, man, just struggling, um, just struggling, and not loving yourself enough, like you, like you be putting the love into others. That's really the biggest, biggest takeaway from "Don't Go Broke, She Won't Stay," because I feel like now that I've made that phrase a phrase, that now I find women that ask me like, "Can you put Don't Go Broke, He Won't Stay on a shirt?" I'm like, "You having these problems?" <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But in reality, it's like, it's not even about that. It's just about having self-love and awareness to your priorities. You know what I'm saying? Because you could tell somebody, don't go broke, she won't stay. Man, I ain't going broke over nobody. But these be the same ones. It be Christmas, Valentine's Day, your girl birthday, just because it's Tuesday, Wednesday, and y'all done spent y'all whole rent money. And not saying don't love your girl because I'm a simp. Is that what they call them? Simps? I guess. Yeah, whatever simp. it is, right? I'm yeah. a simp. I'm, I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad for a woman. Any woman that done been with me know I, I, I be trying. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's try harder for you. Right. Because right. I found it that even with my dream, even with my business, Kicking Culture could have had some embroidery clothing a year ago if I was not going broke. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and not even putting my faults on anyone else because it's not nobody's fault that I'm in this position but myself. But a lot of times I feel like I know as a child I didn't see the things that I've, I'm starting to see as an adult how I see them. Like even being from Glen Burnie. You see a couple homeless people outside. You don't see a whole bunch of homeless people outside, bro. Yeah. Not as much as when you live in Baltimore City. Yeah. Bro, it's a daily reminder not to go broke. And then it's a more daily reminder when you know you're in a position where you're declining as a person. Your love for yourself is declining. Your your um health. Your health. Um well being, how fresh you your are. Your mindself, yeah. your mindset. I don't even care if I get my hair done. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. little small stuff, the anxiety, depression start kicking in and you be thinking like, bro, I'm going to go broke. Or you getting them notices or repo man can't got your car, ticket man on your ass, whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? And you start to think only negative. Right, right. 
And that's where really don't go broke, she won't stay came from. You got so much going on and you still trying to please a person that's not you and not God. And you can't put your faith into someone else's hands because just because somebody love you don't mean no, that's the way that the next person or you love them. And then that also don't mean that they're going to go to hell and war and how and how water for you because you can get evicted. It's some dudes out here that got females that she gonna go to her next nigga house, bro. She, she won't language. stay. She ain't gonna <laughs> stay, bro. <laughs> now, I, now, if you get rich, <laughs> she might go. <laughs> well, nah, we see what's going on with Larsa Pippen. She ain't staying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that, and that's what I'm saying. It's a daily reminder around us every day. Yeah, every day. I like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I Everywhere, and it's not even just me. I could have been even saying like I could have came up here today and said, "Bro, I ain't even go broke on my part." Like, oh, this phrase wasn't even for me. It was, you know, how I many times people say, "Oh, I wrote this song off another person' feelings." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or as well as that, I got a million homies that probably got stories about going broke for somebody that's with somebody else now, or somebody that just didn't value you as a person. Yeah, I got, so I, I got that story. That's why it resonated. So I, it connected. That's, and you know? that's what I'm saying. And that's all I wanted this to do was resonate with somebody other than myself. Yeah. Because I see so many people that look at it and be like. Nah, that's tough. What? I, I wore this hat the other day and uh, 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 a gentleman from another ethnicity, he had a, a mullet. He was like, oh, I like that hat. <laughs> I gave him a card. <laughs> That's a because it's just a true statement though. Like how you said is is self care lower. Somebody said don't go broke. He won't stay. It's both. It's it's for everybody. Like you know, don't go. And it's not even don't go broke on finances. Just just don't empty yourself for somebody who's not willing to stay. Got to refill your cup yourself Mm. because it's a lot of times where we're not refilling our cups, and ain't nobody else coming with a picture to be like, baby, let me pour it to you. Let me pour it to yeah. you. And that's not everybody's story. Cause I got homies. I was never the most popular cute in high school. Like, I just started getting hair. Like, I didn't go on to you. I had hair my whole high school career. I thought I was gonna be bald. <laughs> 12th grade year, I started growing my dreads, and now you see me almost 10 years later, my hair won't stop growing. But that was because I didn't have that love for myself to think my hair was gonna grow, or that love for myself to care about myself. Or want my hair to grow. I'm looking for girls that got long hair. <laughs> be the girl that got long hair that everybody wants to be with. Right. They'll come to you. Right. It's a million people on this planet that fly like to the one person. I, I like how you, spot I like how you say that though. Instead of looking for the person that you be the person that everyone wants to be with. I like it's that. It's gonna come to you. I like that. Uh my last question for you. Um and I always ask people what's next, but where do you see yourself in six months? Ooh, six months? And then you got it crunchy for me. Okay. Because uh, that, that ain't a lot of time, bro. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> I'm uh. telling you. That's all y'all think of the answer. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, where would you like to see yourself in six months? How about that? Well, I can't wait to watch this interview, guys, because it's my first one. Um, but even something small, like in six months, three goals, maybe doing another interview. 
with anyone, someone. Uh, I wouldn't say anyone. Someone. <laughs> um, but doing another um, interview that's meant for my journey, um, I would say starting to be more into the culture, in the culture, in the community a lot more. Um, because I, I, I pop up and stuff like that, but I've never done like my own community event or like my own tour drive or, you know, something like that. So I want to look into doing something like that. So that's definitely a big goal. And then also I want to just give the people a first real drop because, uh, and this might even open up a whole little can, but like all those shirts and stuff that I have made so far, other than the don't go broke embroidery hoodie and like a couple of my hats, everything else I make myself. Mm. I got a heat press and all that stuff in my house. I got a little startup screen print kit, paints and all that stuff. So like even like this, I put all this paint on here. I'll pay a gallery department a thousand dollars. Not saying that ain't that ain't good work, but just saying, value that small entrepreneur that probably put their hands into every part of making their shirts to sell to you or their products to sell to you. The same round of applause, the same support, the same likes, comments, and shares that you give in the, the next brand because those don't go broke shirts. The only reason why, it was funny, the only go reason why they um were splattered like that is because I did the screen print. And my layer was a little off. So I had a little spot on one of my shirts. And you know when you change one shirt, you got to change them all. And everything looked different. So I was like, all right, we're going to splatter them. But I screen printed that shirt myself. Mm. And if I would have brought it, it would have looked the same, like the same one you, you wear, for real. You know what I'm saying? Because it's... it's, it's if you choose to learn and put your time into learning that craft with with the clothing, I just always wore white t-shirts and just regular pants or the pants I would come to school and would have paint splatter on for me cleaning and doing stuff the night before for my personal shoes. And people used to make fun of me. Uh, Y'all going to have to buy it. Because <laughs> I don't care if it's a little dab of splatter. I'm going to make sure it's splatter on at least one little splatter on every shirt. Because mm. it's what's made me who I am. That's all kicking culture is, is what I've become throughout my time. You know what I'm saying? So, goals is just getting out there more, networking. Like I said, putting more into the community and getting y'all a, a good official first drop. And... Maybe a year ago, we're going to be in SneakerCon next year as a vendor. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? We stabbing okay, that. Okay. But other than that, continue to kick culture's ass. All right. Well, I want to thank you, kid. Well, kicking culture, I want to thank you, your business. I want to thank you for the shirt I'm going to get, the hoodie <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get. Yeah, Don't go get broke. She won't yeah, stay. Yeah. Don't uh, go broke. She won't stay. Um. I just want to thank you for coming on the podcast, sharing your story. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming to sit down with me, and hopefully we could do this again in yes, six yes. months. Yes, 
and, yes. and we'll be announcing some of the new things that you have coming at that yeah, time. Yeah, I appreciate the platform. I appreciate what you do. I told you from the beginning, I feel like you're a big inspiration. Appreciate it. Appreciate Especially it. for what you're doing right here. Yeah, stop telling people where I'm at, though. No, not right here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right here. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Not right here, right here. Alright, all right. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved.